episode 50. Shh, I've got a secret. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And uh, this is episode 50. It is. This is this is a milestone for us and for many of you that have been with us for quite some time. For 50 episodes. Some of you have been around for 50 episodes. And uh, quite honestly, 50 episodes ago, I wasn't sure we would be here. Yeah. You know, I agree. It's so it's it's fun to celebrate that this week. We um, we've had a a busy week. Had a very busy week. But yeah. before we get into that, yeah. I, I want to play this audio, okay, or this voice message because this is this is sort of the the icing on the cake for episode fifty. Okay, go for it. Hi, Tony and Alicia. My name is Buster. And this is Reagan. And we're calling to let you guys know that we did it on November second. We completed our 60-day challenge. 60 days. Like to thank you guys for helping us through and um, all the support that you gave us. And we would also like to just say thanks so much for doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. We're calling from Dallas, Texas. Awesome. And I just want to let you know that we went from loving roommates to loving lovers. And trust me, it shows. Thanks so much. Thank you. Wow. Lester and Reagan, that's awesome. God bless you guys. Yeah, I remember when we, I think you guys sent us a message um, right before you were getting ready to start, or maybe a few days after you had started the challenge. And uh, we just, we offered you encouragement. We were, you know, so excited that you were embarking on this. And then to hear that, that you've done it. Isn't congratulations. Awesome? I'm just, I'm tickled. Congratulations. I'm, and I'm just tickled to have another couple out there who's listened to us and has has done it and, and, and Lester said it I, I thought he said it perfectly it was loving roommates to loving lovers it's huge a- and gosh that that's what it's about I mean what what a shift in your marriage what a shift in your attitudes towards each other and uh congratulations guys I mean there's there's really nothing else to say except that you have you've totally changed the landscape of your marriage and for those of you who are thinking about doing it get on it get on it it's it's never too late and for another we did it we got one in from becca and john from arkansas they also completed i'm assuming this would be a seven day because that's what we we'd love for you guys to call in is when you do a seven day so congratulations becca and john for for taking on the seven day challenge and doing it and emailing us we we totally appreciate it thank you congratulations to both of you couples and thank you for uh for sharing with the for community. sharing that you know for giving people hope that you, you can as a busy couple in today's world you can make intimacy a priority and you can you know whether you challenge yourself to seven days or 60 days like lester and reagan you can do this you can um and your marriage will be better for it so congratulations to both couples and to those of you out there that haven't called in you can always reach us at 858 8765663. We'd love to hear from you if you did it or if you just have something else to say that you want to share. Yeah, please. Um, please the lines do. are open anytime. So, are we going to talk about our week? Let's go for it. Okay. We uh we had date night. An awesome date night. Awesome date night. Went to Del Mar. It was my it was my week or my month to take the lead. Yes, it was. As many of you know, Elisa is making this shift to a gluten-free lifestyle and is feeling really good. Would you say? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, o- overall, I can she definitely is, tell she is really feeling good, and it's making a difference in her attitude. It's making a difference in her skin, which then makes a difference in how we are able to relate to each other. Like, if I want to kiss her, she doesn't like shoo me away, or it's sort of like give me these eyes, or like not again, Tony. So, well, and it wasn't so much you; it was that my the, face gets yeah, the irritation it gets just very caused. irritated, and you know, even the lightest touch, right? My my little. Fu Manchu yes. would ruffle you. Yes. So Date night. Date night. So anyways, tr- thinking about her 
and what she's trying to do. So I went up on uh, Twitter and I know this, this gal here, uh, at Erica biz, who is a gluten-free gal here in San Diego and just hit her up and said, Hey, you know, what are some places in the Solana beach, Del Mar area? She gave us this, uh, or she tweeted back this fantastic Chinese cuisine and it was good. Yeah. So the name of the restaurant oh. is Rendezvous. Um, Rendezvous Del Mar. Rendezvous Del Mar. And it's Asian fusion cooking. Right on PCH. And, and obviously on a, a day where the sun's out, we would probably, I think we might've been able to catch the coast. Although that hotel is right there in front of it. So I yeah, don't we know. still could have seen and we still could have seen the, the sunset. The sunset. When, if it was warmer. Right. It was too cold for me to sit outside. But it was very cute because he, Tony, you know. It was too cold, but last night we slept naked. And we didn't turn up the heat either. Okay, that's another email that we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. We're still talking about date night. Okay. Yeah. Nothing happened on date night other than we ate. I know, but I want to tell them about you planning date night. Oh, okay. So earlier in the week, Tony had said, do you want to know where you're going? And I said, no, surprise me. And so we get in the car and we're driving out to Del Mar and we've eaten in a number of restaurants in Del Mar. So I'm like, oh, I wonder where we're going. And we walk into this new place, Rendezvous, a new place for us. And we sit down and they hand us our menus and Tony's got this little grin on his face and I'm trying to figure out what's you're like, you know, you've already proposed. We're way past that. So I know it's not like I'm bringing out the ring and he's like, look at the top of the menu. And at the top of the menu, it says we proudly serve, um, gluten-free and vegetarian meals, please ask for an alternative menu. And mm-hmm. so I, one, I was thrilled that he had gone to so much trouble to find a gluten-free restaurant. And then I was thrilled when they brought out the gluten-free menu and yeah. it was very extensive. It, it was both sides. It was, you know, it was both sides of a, I don't know, 11 by 17 menu, yeah. cardboard, whatever. What I liked was that it was obviously foods that were on their menu but it was just broken out so you could see them right much easier well, than trying these, to have to figure it out yourself well I th- I, and from what i could gather looking at their menu was that they took some of their regular recipes and created them gluten-free versions yes um and it was very nice because tony obviously is not going gluten-free right now and but they asked he picked up he picked an entree that was on both menus and they asked him if he wanted his made gluten-free so that I could also share it. We did. I didn't share it, but yeah, because I got the I got the curry. You got the curry. I'm not a big fan of curries. You're not a big fan of the spice. But the food was phenomenal. So if you ever, wow, you're just full of yourself tonight. (laughs) Holy cow! It's episode fifty. If you ever worry if Tony has an ego problem, he doesn't. He's so I, he has so much self confidence. It just sometimes bubbles oh, over, and so whatever. he has to share there, it with all of you. There are times when I have self confidence issues. Uh, yeah, not recently. Oh, whatever. So we had a fantastic date night, and then um, Saturday, Saturday night, I was online checking my Leah Sophia account, my yep. business account, and uh, got the official notification that I had earned the trip for two to Puerto Rico. Which, if you guys didn't know, because we haven't talked about this, they have sales goals. And Elisa, she met the goals and earned a trip for both of us to go to Puerto Rico next spring, which is just... So April of 2011, Tony and I will be taking our first ever tropical vacation without children. We will be staying in a very nice hotel. hotel. Yeah, we're staying at the um, Wyndham Rio Del Mar in Puerto Rico. And... um, and the yeah. cool thing is that we're going to go see all the relatives, the ancestors, because Elisa's dad, the ancestors. Elisa's dad <laughs> you make is Puerto Rican and came from the island. So we're going to go, we're going to go see all the family. Th- this was a big trip for me to earn. And this was something that when they announced, cause they announced the company trip, um, you know, so Some, a year ago yeah. they announced this Puerto Rico trip. And so when it first came out, I was, it was a trip that I really wanted to earn, mm-hmm. um, because I do still have family in Puerto Rico. I've never right. been. My parents have not been since their honeymoon. Um, and we've always just heard about it. And, you know, it was one of those things where halfway through the um, the sales period, I wasn't sure I was going to make it. And so I stopped looking at my numbers. And then we actually got a text uh, on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. saying, unofficially, it looks like you made it from my, one of my upline managers. And I'm thinking, I actually wrote her back and said, I, I think you have the wrong person. Happy Thanksgiving, but I think you sent this to the wrong person. She's like, nope, I'm looking at your numbers. And so I've just been waiting for the official word, but it's been, um, it's been a great year with Leah Sophia and 
very excited. Last year I earned the trip um, to, Cancun. to Cancun for one and I didn't go. Um, opted to take the cash award instead. But this year, since there's there are two tickets with my name on them. Uh, we are going. We are going. And this will probably actually be, provided that we don't end up with diesel. Fuel. Fuel. It'll kind of be like a second honeymoon. Yeah. If you think about it. I mean, we haven't ever done anything like this. We haven't. Elisa and I have always been cheap when it comes to these things. And we, we would well, just go back. Technically, we're still going cheap since we're letting Leah Sophia pay for it. Yeah. I mean, we just have never let go and, and done stuff like this. Even when we didn't have kids, we, uh, we just didn't. And, you know, as we get older, uh, married 14 years now, two kids, it's a little time that we just want to start doing this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we have, we have some big plans that we've been talking about. You know how we talked about uh, a couple episodes back about setting your goals for 2011. Well, at least, and I have been talking about where we want to go and what we want to do and the lifestyle we want to have. And one of our <coughs> big goals in the upcoming year is to really allow fit marriage and one and Leah Sophia start picking up the income. And so that the dent dude, my full-time business that I've run now for going on eight years, uh, isn't the breadwinner, Mm -hmm. which would allow us. And this is one of our big goals is we just want a lifestyle change. We want to be able to travel during the summer months for five to six weeks and go to different places around the world and take our kids with us. It's one of those things that we found on the internet that you can do house swapping where you would swap with a person in Italy or South America or South Africa or Australia or Canada. And basically you come up with arrangements. You live in their home for a duration of time and they would live in our home. Well, we live in San Diego and we sort of feel that that's pretty, a pretty big desirable place to come and live. So that's one of our big goals in, in the upcoming year. It's just to be able to lay that groundwork. Yeah, Um, it really is. And it's just, it, it's fun. It, it's something we haven't done. And, you know, we're just putting it out there to God too. Mm-hmm. We're just going, hey, God, this is this is somewhere we want to go and something we want to do to change people's lives and ours and our kids. And uh, just putting it out there. It's a big, audacious goal. Well, we're, we're starting with this, this first earned trip. Right. You know, being able to take off in April and... Um, now, it's not for six weeks or anything, but you know what? It's a start. Well, we're also not paying for it. I know. So that, that, that's better. an added bonus too. So, yeah. the, you know, thank you, Leah Sophia. Big thank you to my, all of my clients over the last year helping us uh, get that trip. And so date night, we uh, got the trip. Mm-hmm. And then we got a whole bunch of emails. Well, I, I oh, go, tree. Tree. I want to go back though too. We had a scare at the, about a week or so ago. We had sex. And, um, for those of you who know, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, we use protection specifically for the man. And <laughs> can you not say, well, I don't know. I just okay. figured I just wanted, didn't want to say it. Okay. Um, and, and anyways, we, we were, and I don't want to get too graphic here. Uh, Getting uh, too graphic. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. A little unprotected. <laughs> and just to say we're, we're cool. But it was a little scary for me. You did, you forgot about it. I totally forgot about it. See, and it was like, for me, I was like, oh, crap. That was just a big, like, mishaps there. And I'm like, son of a gun. I hope we don't get pregnant. You're good. I know. You're Thank good. you. You're breathing a little easier today. I am. Okay. So if there's too much information there, sorry. <laughs> no, I, re- I reined you back in before you totally jumped off the deep end. Okay. And for all of you who liked my my bearskin robe from last week. Bearskin rug, silk bear skin, robe. Yeah, bearskin rub, rug, <laughs> silk robe. Thank you. Lots of great ideas, though, mm-hmm. for us guys, and I'm going to share them. Uh, towel, come out of the shower, towel wet, you know, towel wrapped around your waist, wet. I had a number of ladies mention just the jeans with the tight white shirt on, boots. Very nice. I like that. Just naked. Liked it. Okay. So appreciate those. I, I still think something. Don't worry, honey. I'll get you a silk robe for Christmas. 
<laughs> Maybe a bearskin rug I, if I can find I, one. I don't want either now. Everybody was making fun of me. I know, but they might get a laugh out of it if you have to tell them that you that's what you take got a for picture, Christmas. Take a picture of it. Yeah, there you go. Nice. There you go. All right. Tree? Yeah, we got the Christmas tree. We did. This, this is our first this is our first real Christmas tree since I think it's gotta be seven years at least. I think it was because we got it the, was definitely the year Andrew the the year that Andrew died is the year we got the artificial tree. So that would be it. That would be six years. Okay, so because Andrew, so we're coming up on six years on the fourteenth. It'll be six years on the fourteenth. Yeah. Um. And I want to make mention for those of you who have gone through the loss of a child, and you do email us. I, I want you to know that Elisa really takes every single one of those to heart. It is not unlike her, or uncommon to see her shed tears for your loss because my wonderful wife has a heart for this. And one of the big things she does is because six years ago when she was going through this, there wasn't much out there. The people who would talk to us and her during that time was basically like, it'll be okay. It'll, it'll all be okay. And now six years later, she still feels the pain. And every time you email her asking her about this, telling her about your loss because you heard of, you heard our podcast. I think it's episode four. I just want you to know she, she goes, she really does feel it. Honey. Thank you. No, that's it. It is, um, you know, it'll be six years on the 14th. So next week, Mm -hmm. next Tuesday. And, um, Alex's birthday will be turning eight on Monday. Yeah. So I, Alex's birthday, um, ever since he was two, is a bittersweet day for me. Obviously, the excitement of my firstborn being born, but tinged with the memory that that night on his second birthday, I went to bed with contractions. Mm-hmm. And um, I do. I mean, it's been six years, and there's there are obviously some days I don't even think about Andrew, and then there are days where, um, like yesterday, Abby writes a note to her dad, and in her five-year-old phonetic spelling, you know, when she lists everybody in the family, she has Andrew on there um, because he is very much her big brother, her other big brother, and she has made him very much a real presence in our family. And I do. Um, when I hear, when I receive messages from you guys, um, I was reading one the other night, and Tony's like, what are you reading? Because <laughs> I've got tears streaming down my face. And I, I do, um, you know, I want you to know that I'm here and that it's okay to reach out, um, because I didn't really have anyone Mm-mm. and it's definitely been one of those unexpected blessings that came out of Andrew's life that I have been able to be there for other women going through this journey of child loss, um, shortly after Andrew about six months after Andrew, a very good friend from high school. Um, she lost her daughter and then another friend from elementary school, um, within that year lost her son. And it's been one of those things that, you know, I've become this resource. Um, like, you know, not that I was ever, you know, not that I'm the first one that's happened to, but I am comfortable talking about it. And if you or someone that you know is going through this, feel free to always pass on my email. Um, you don't even have to ask me first. Just let me know that they might be writing or, you know, just CC me on the email so that I know. Um, but I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be a listening ear because um, I know all the crazy things that people are going to say. All the things are going to make you want to sock them or slap them or lash out in anger because um, I was there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're a resource for you guys. Definitely in, in are. many different ways. And we've got um, some emails that came through this week, um, quite a few. And uh, I just want to go through some of them. Um, you know, Tony was talking about the fact that we slept naked last night, and it's been a little chilly here in San Diego. We've had our heat on for the last couple of weeks. And um, Juliet from Melbourne, Australia. Australia, actually. She. Uh, she had been listening to last week's episode and she did say that turning up the heat is a good idea. Just don't turn it up too early 
so that you don't pass out on the yeah. laptops first. And um, <laughs> We've been there before. Uh, we, I we know have. That. We have. You know, the house gets all nice and cozy. And the last thing you want to do is like go any further. You're just like, I just want to, you know, like cocoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she also made some other mentions in her email to me that there could be some other um, psychological issues going on with my skin. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely um, something I've, I've thought about to some extent. Um, I also have been tracking it for a while and know how hormonally related it is, um, cyclically yeah. related. And so, you know, definitely With keeping the time of the month. Yes. Definitely keeping that in mind um, about the psychological effects. So I um, thank you for doing that. And uh, let's see, what else did she say here? Yes, and she was another one that said for Tony to go get one of those ab-hugging soft white t-shirts to go with your jeans. Yep, Remember, so. the crock pot starts simmering way before bedtime. So, Juliet, thank you uh, for sending that email in. And then a special congratulations to Juliet and her husband as they are celebrating 17 years of marriage. So Amen this that. Saturday, um, she had sent a, so this, I believe it's a Saturday coming up. Um, so happy anniversary to them. Yeah, so excited that's awesome, about that. You guys. And then um, I've got another email. And um, this, is, this one deals with in-laws and boundaries. And um, yeah. Yeah. Let me just kind of give the synopsis here. But um, this is a listener who she and her husband have been married for 12 years. They have two kids. And she's caught between her parents and her husband and her children. And it really goes into the fact that um, they're going away for Christmas with her parents. And her parents want to get her daughter an iPod. But they have already um, bought her something big for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, the listener. And she'd already told her parents no. That, you know, we got... She's too young. We've got it covered. But her parents have said we already bought it and we're giving it to the other grandkids. So we want to, you know, keep her included. Her husband feels like they're trying to upstage them and they're giving and she's stuck, you know? And so she asked us, you know, how do you feel about this? And, and, uh, you know, we were, we've been in similar places yep, with gifts and holidays and, um, setting boundaries. We haven't exactly had the experience where all of the grandkids are getting the same gift. Um, well, on my side of the family, there are only two. Grandkids. Well, that's what I'm saying. And we don't, my kids don't spend time with the other grandkids on the other side of the family at Christmas. Right. But there is the very real issue of establishing boundaries with your parents, the children's grandparents. When it comes to this, time when it of comes year. to this type of type of gifts and this time of year. I was going to say we had to, we had to do this with my folks after Alex's second Christmas. Mm -hmm. We, we went overboard as parents. My parents as grandparents went overboard. There came a point in time when Alex was just like sitting on the ground. He walked out of the room. Yeah. I was going to say he was sitting on the ground. He had, he had no idea what to do and he just walked out. And it was at that point in time when Elise and I went, okay, this is, this is stupid. And we realized sort of our mistake as parents, mm-hmm. you know, going overboard for this one time a year. And this is just our opinion, but we discussed it. And what we came up with is that one, there's a gift from Santa Two, from us as parents. We give our kids three gifts each. If Jesus, who is our Lord and savior came to this earth was born on Christmas Day, which is what we believe as Christians, and was given three gifts, why do my kids need any more? And you can say, well, gosh, this, that. No, sorry, three gifts. And it's biblically based, in my opinion. My kids have asked us, why do we get three gifts? And I go, well, let's read the Christmas story because Jesus got three gifts. There you go. And both kids understand. I mean, it's and just it's just part of our conversation. It's I just mean, what it is. Alex came to us last week and he's like, here's what I want. You know, and he's got one, two, three. His three gifts. And we don't go overboard. We, we again, we set a budget. Um, I don't think it's wise to 
continue to buy kids ex- more and more expensive gifts. I, I just don't see it. I, I think it's ludicrous that we need to give them these expensive gifts on Christmas because it's the one day a year we're supposed to buy. I just don't get it. Go let them save up their money for an expensive gift. Well, and, but I think getting back to this. Yeah. Okay. So, but I know I'm off a tangent. I know I'm off on a tangent, okay. but, but yeah. I was going to say there was a couple of years ago where Alex wanted a DS and we said, well, save up your money. And he ended up saving it after Christmas. He got some money from some folks. He saved it and he bought a DS for himself. He's had that thing for almost three years now. Yeah. I mean, let uh-huh. him, let him buy it. I'm not going to go spend 130 bucks on him. So, especially for a Christmas gift like that. Anyways. So after that too, we had to sit down with my parents and said, look it, this is what we are doing. This is what it is. This is how much we plan to spend. We, we discuss this with my folks and we just say, that's it. You know, come with, come up with an amount. Uh, my parents are pretty frugal themselves and I'm not too sure what their dollar amount is. You know, it changes year to year depending on what's going on with them. But they have realized and understood that it's not a, it's not a, Hey, we're the grandparents and we are going to indulge our kids. It's they understand it and get that they are a part of the family and they have to listen and abide by our rules. And I think, you know, reading this email for me, and we've said this on numerous podcasts, your parents are your parents. Your husband is your husband. Right. And who do you live with? Who do you live with? Who is your family now? You know, two become one. That is you and your husband. You leave your mother and your father. You join with your husband or your wife and that becomes the one. One. So you and your husband need to come together on this. Uh And that needs to be the way things are your parents need to accept who you are as a married couple. And, and it does really sound like they're, you know, from this email, like they're trying to manipulate the family and the purse strings and things like that. And if you feel your daughter is too young for an iPod, then she's probably too young for an iPod. You know, better than they do. If she's going to drop it, lose it, whatever, whatever. I mean, you just may think it's not something that she needs right now. And as a parent, uh, I can agree with you. Uh, my kids, you know, are eight and five. Uh, they don't need their own iPod. Sorry. They've that, asked. They've asked. Shut down. <laughs> but that's just where we stand. You, you know, it, it's cool. They can play with minor releases at times, but they do not need their own. So I agree with Elisa wholeheartedly. It is your marriage. It is you and your husband. And... As tough as it might be for you, you, you're going to have to stand up to your folks and just tell them this is what it is. Um, just like everything we say, sometimes when those big conversations come about, you may want to give them a heads up and just let them know what's coming down the pipe or you just want to sit down and, say, and let, know, them, let know. them know you want to talk to them about Christmas gifts. Yep. And you know what? They don't have to get the same Christmas gift for all the grandkids. Right. There might be very good reasons why not to get the same gifts. Well, and this sounds like it sounds like there are some age issues here that yeah. would obviously, you know, make sense. So in summary, you need to talk with your parents and you need to put your marriage first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that your daughter's going to be that upset in the long run that she didn't get an iPod, but I can guarantee you that if your daughter gets an iPod, your husband <laughs> will have much more to say on the matter. Yeah than that so i hope that helps you guys that there was that email and then we had um i want to talk about yvette okay go and and we can't talk about yvette in the sense of over her whole email but i just want to say god bless you yvette i mean holy moly this this comes in this is the subject line podcast listener listener encouragement letter warning over 3800 words and I, I'm looking at my droid and I'm going, what? And so I, I click on it and I'm reading through it. And I'm just, I'm just, gosh, just spinning the rollerball, just flipping through the, the pages on this. Bless you. My, my goodness. If there's one email that we need to just print out and 
put above our desk. It's it's from you. This it, just, just wow. I mean, I actually looked to see what it would what it would print out as because I was you know Tony's like this thing is huge, and it actually said it would be a six page um, document document. And so Yvette, I want to thank you for taking the time to pour your heart out to us. Um, when I said earlier that we got some long emails this week and that we haven't had a chance to process and fully go through all of them. Um, Yvette's is one of them. And, you know, I, I also want to thank you, Yvette, because your prayer at closing, um, just very heartfelt and the time energy that you put into that, um, absolutely amazing. So thank you. And we will be responding to you. We just need a little more time, um, to go through that. No, I, I'm just saying it, it, you just put so many great things in here. It's awesome. And we love you for it. Mm-hmm. We we really do it. We hear you what you're saying. And you know what? Just thank you. There you go. There you go. One last email. Sure. We, uh, this one actually came through today um, from Trish. And uh, she's a Facebook fan. And so... Uh, and she said, I'm lucky enough to be half of a pretty extraordinary marriage. Um, so the two together make one extraordinary to marriage. The two to one, yeah. Awesome. Which I, I love the way she worded that. But she talked about the fact that uh, she and her husband gotten into a, a pretty big fight this weekend. And, and, you know, to the point, you know, crying and, you know, all kind of little, all the little annoyances sort of bubbled up into this much larger fight this weekend. And. So, you know, the fight resolves. She goes in the bathroom, but she's still kind of emotional about it. So she's crying. What was the fight about? Again, I'm um, trying to look here. The argument. Oh, making a mess. It, it's the cleanliness fight. Oh, boy. Yes. Tony can relate. Do you want to tell the listeners about your garage? After I cleaned it or started the cleaning? Well, today? Yesterday? When you started cleaning yesterday? Yeah, I moved all the boxes up in the rafters that you just sort of put right in front of the garage, so I can, so I can't even get out. Oh, I just like having you home. I wanted to trap you in. No, what, it, what I was wondering if you wanted to share with them the way it looked when you came home today. Yeah, it looked clean. Okay, just checking. Uh, just. I figured. Well, here's the other thing, though. When I was on my bike ride with one of my buddies, we were talking, <laughs> and I was telling him, I was like, "Look, it. I love my wife dearly. It, it, I, they they hear me talk about her often. I go, but the, my wife, she's not a pack rat. She's not a hoarder." but she's a piler and one of my buddies is right. And he's like, Oh my gosh, that's my wife. There are piles everywhere. I'm like, Oh yeah, we need to get them together. Are you sure you want to put two pilers together? Heck, I don't know. You might pile on top of each other. I don't know. You're just so thrilled. You came up with a new term. Yeah. Let's put, let's put it this way, Trish. I can understand with the messy deal because it happens way too often in our house. And one thing I've had to learn as a husband to do is exactly what you said here in your, your email, you got to stop bottling it up. Mm-hmm. Both of you do. You guys got to let it loose. You got to talk about it as it starts to frustrate you. Because I know for myself, if I just sat around this house and simmered every time I saw a pile or a mess, I would be a mess the anger inside of me would just take over and I know the devil would just have his way with me. So what I end up doing instead, there are a couple things I do. One, I just act in service. I just clean. If it's bugging me, if the laundry is piling up and it's bugging me, I just do it. So that's something that you and your husband can talk about. You know, if it's him that's getting bugged by it, then he needs to just be able to take that initiative and just go, you know what? It's bugging me. I'm going to just go do it. And I don't do it to get praise. I don't get it. So Elisa goes, oh, honey, you did the laundry or honey, you cleaned the, the kitchen. So let's have sex now. I just do it because I don't need it and it's bugging me. The other thing I would do is you guys got to just, when it is bugging you, just talk about it. Hey, honey, you know what? Your clothes over there, they're starting to drive me nuts. Can, can you get them moved? Can you, can you do something with them? Or my, my garage is now starting to drive me nuts, Elisa. It's time to, to tidy it up. And she'll say the same to me at times. It's, it's very rare. I hardly ever have to say anything to it, it, it is very rare, but there are times when you do. Yeah. 
And, and so from a, from just a husband's point of view, it's one of those things that I think most of us husbands need to do and realize is that there are things that happen around the house that are not just our wife's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're one of these guys that's sitting around expecting your wife to do it all the time, then you, you need to wisen up a little bit and not always put it upon her. And I know you're busy and I know you have long work days. Well, so do I, so does Elisa. We have our kids, but you make it happen. Because to me, the peace that I have inside by doing that is so much greater than me just sitting here going, well, that's Elisa's job. Well, and I've, I've come to a point too where, you know, when he tells me that, you know what, it, it, it's time, that lets me know that he's at that point where it, we got to do it. Yeah. We got to do it. And so I take that, um, you know, I take that for what it's worth. And that's usually when I get up and put everything else aside. You know, the kids didn't, we didn't decorate the tree tonight because I told the kids, I said, I can't pull out more stuff and make another mess if we still have all this stuff in the garage. But the other part of this particular email that I want to get to is that, you know, they made up, they had a very enjoyable day and she woke up this morning still feeling a little bit off. And she, you know, talks about the fact that, you know, she finally figured out what it was. And it was the fact that they didn't have makeup sex. And, you know, she was just, you know, talking about that connection the, from the, that. F- the physical, the physical the, the apolo- reconnection, right? The apology was there. The apology was there. They, they were, they were physical with each other, but it did not lead to makeup sex. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, she puts in the question, does that seem crazier? Is the love and a crucial element to finalizing the fight or a fight? Um, we don't often have makeup sex. No. Uh, so that's, that's not a component of fights or disagreements in our marriage. You're, are you thinking that through or I'm just trying to think the last time we had an argument and, um, what happened? Yeah, we, we don't. I mean, we'll, 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 we have our disagreements. Um, we we'll don't talk about it. We make sure that it is, it is finished mm-hmm. that we have come to a, a conclusion that we've said our sorries, that they're heartfelt, that we really understand that we're, that we're on the same page again. Right. But not necessarily having sex for us. That That's not a component of, of, our fight, fight dynamic. Right. Um, but I know that that is for a lot of couples. And so I think what, for me, what this says is you guys probably just need to talk about kind of your fight rules and, and your fight dynamic. You know, how, mm-hmm. what are the rules when you disagree? I was talking to a girlfriend this morning and she was saying that, you know, when she and her husband, when they need to have a big conversation or that they've been having an argument, um, there are two components to theirs. One is what? beer and one is Oreos. <laughs> And so they, like they were having a fight this weekend and, you know, he came home with the beers. She'd already bought the Oreos. They have this little like picnic on their living room floor and they kind of, you know, have a beer and do their Oreos thing and they talk through whatever their problem is, but they've got rules. Really? I, I would not, I could not make this up. Like uh, beer and Oreos. Not necessarily the combination of beer and Oreos. It might be another type of drink, but the, you know, the the rule in their family is, the rule in their family is, is that the fight can only last as long as the drink does. <laughs> so whether it's a beer or... Wow, that's pretty cool. But that, you know, and, and after you finish the first drink, you know, if you, you can wait like 15 minutes and if you need to pick it up again, you can get another drink and continue the fight. And nothing good happens after two drinks. So stop it too. So stop it too. That That's that's the rule of Jeff. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> I, I, and I agree with him in that one. But every couple has their own set of fight rules. How do you disagree? How do you, how do you make up? And if in this particular case, Trish, if it wasn't the way you expected it to go, then you need to have the conversation with your husband saying, honey, I missed that particular physical connection, that mm-hmm. reconnection with you. You know, for us, it's not a crucial element to finalizing a fight, but if it is in your marriage, mm-hmm. then what I would say is take the lead and initiate the reconnection. If Amen. you're missing that, go get it. 
But can you do that some more? It's not a crucial element to finalizing a fight <laughs> for our marriage. No, just take the lead more. Just take the lead more. I, I think Elisa's spot on. I, I, the, the, the beer and Oreos to me, I, I'm a little perplexed, but heck, whatever it is for you, th- that's cool. Elisa and I just don't have arguments, blowout arguments in years. So we don't we don't have any rules. Our rules are be truthful, be honest. We're going to talk this through. At the end of it, we're going to wipe the, the slate clean. I still love you. I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. If there's a rule in ours, we don't bring up the divorce word. It's it's not a part of our vocabulary. We are in this marriage 100% on both sides. And that's not an option. Mm-hmm. And you're not walking out of here. We're, we're going to talk. We're not. You're not walking away from me. Or I'm not walking away from her. I'm not going for a drive to go... That's not to say that, you know, if things get heated, you could be like, you know what? I need a few minutes right. or I'm I need a little bit of time, us. but it's not. A, no, I, but I'm saying, I mean, even for us, I mean, if things got really heated, we could say, you know what? I need, I need, we need a time. I, I need a timeout. Yeah. We, but we it's need not, some time to just air this. And it's think not this a, we're without. in the middle of a conversation and somebody storms out the front door right. no, and I hops agree. in the car. So I, right. I think you probably just need to initiate that reconnection. Yeah. We, we go got we got to move on here. Okay. Well, let's talk about. <laughs> Sorry, Trish. I'm not trying, to, not trying to blow you off, but I think that's where we are with that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So the email that prompted um, tonight's tonight's episode title um, and the uh, writer has asked to remain anonymous, which is fine. Um, basically, it was a situation where can I play the song? Oh, go ahead, play the song. All right, hold on. For you OMD fans. Okay, that's all. Okay, everybody clap for Tony. Unless you're driving, in which case don't clap for Tony. But he loves when he does those little techie things. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that I love it. It's a great OMD song from the 80s. Yes. For those of you who knew OMD in the 80s. Okay, anyways, secrets. Let's hit it. We get this email and... The scenario is wife had friended an ex-boyfriend on Facebook. Yep. And, you know, communicating, keeping things light. And then it started to escalate in terms of the conversation. Um, It actually went so far as cell phone communication. He not happy in his relationship, in his marriage, um, started playing the questioning game. You know, what if? What if we had ended up together? Mm-hmm. Um, and this wife did not share this with her husband when it first started. And so as it begins to escalate and, you know, then it starts spiraling. And then her husband finds out that this is going on. And there's a fight that ensues. <laughs> And he gets mad and leaves because his trust in his wife is shaken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things. And you guys have heard us talk about Facebook before um, extensively. You know how we feel about friending exes mm-hmm. on Facebook. Um, I kind of feel like Dr. Laura here where it's like, <laughs> you know, the rules. Um well, I think the big thing here is not just Facebook. It's secrets altogether. It's secrets altogether. What What are the secrets that you're holding from your spouse that are detri- detrimental to your marriage? Now, friending an ex on Facebook is becoming more and more prevalent. And so if that is happening in yours or you have friended one, I would defriend them ASAP. Sorry if you hurt their feelings, but really, I don't care about that person. I care about you and I care about your spouse. Mm-hmm. And you need to care about you and you need to care about your spouse. I, I really don't care about that other person in the sense that if they're going to try to put a wedge between you two, right. it's, it's, it's not worth it in the Facebook sense. It could be money issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hiding the credit card and I'm spending over here. So she doesn't know or he doesn't know that I just spent the money here. Those drive wedges between you. For Elisa and I, and this is some months back now, I kept a secret of of trying to pick up women at oh. bars. 
thought you were going to drop another secret on me. I'm like, what are we talking about? No, no, I got none now. Okay. That was the last (laughs) big. Oh. But, you know, that is huge. And I will tell you that that secret weighed on me heavily for many, many years. And even though Elisa had no clue about it, the impact it had was was huge. It, mm-hmm. it, it took time for us to work through that. It wasn't a run the mill, oh, all right, we're over this. As much as I wanted it to be over, I wanted it to be over quick. But these secrets, they hurt us. Well, because you, when you've got a secret, it's a distraction. It takes your energy away from your marriage because you have to invest energy in keeping that secret. Mm-hmm. You have to cover your tracks. You have to, you know, you're looking over your shoulder. You're, you're double checking and triple checking to make sure that everything is, you know, the appearances are all being kept up. And it's a lot of wasted energy, you know. And in the example, <clears throat> um, in this particular email, you know, she even said to us, she goes, "If I had just told him in the beginning." Mm-hmm you know, before things started to spiral, then when things got out of control, he would have known and his trust wouldn't have been shaken Mm -hmm. like it was. And and if you are going to, you know, we're not about friending exes on Facebook, but if you are, tell your spouse, keep that, you know, if if you feel it's important that you friend, you know, an ex-boyfriend, you know, I mean, Tony is friend. Is, Is Sarah on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Tony's friends with one of his exes from you know when he was in high school. I've met the girl. We've we, had dinner. We've with them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we. Know, used, I know, I know her. Um, definitely not a threat. If it had been the one from college right before me, and I found out that he was friends with her on Facebook, yeah, that one's not going to work so well for me. Yeah. You know, but I even told you about the time. Yeah, I mean, we, this was this was pre Facebook because we're ancient. Um, but he got a random email from her. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was a little, I was a little ticked off that yeah. she had the nerve to email you. Um, because it was very much the same kind of thing. I'm like, what is she doing? She knows you're married. Right. What does she, what does she hope to gain by sending you an email out of the blue? I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's right. been so long. I don't remember what the email said. In all honesty, I, I think there was some, if I can recall, there was something to the extent of however that relationship ended. But to me, I was looking at it going, really? This many years later, you're bringing this stuff up? Mm. It may have been a way for her to just, you know, get it off her slate. For for me, luckily, I was <coughs> I have been in a relationship where I wasn't going to go anywhere, nor did I even respond back to that. Right. But that's how things start. Right. Oh, for a lot of, for a lot of couples, you know, they, they start playing that trip down memory lane or they start, you know, it starts with an innocuous, I'm just going to hide this one credit card bill or I'm going to leave the extra bag of whatever I bought in the car and I'll just kind of slide that stuff in when he's not home or when she's not home or I'm, you know, typically it's probably money and relationships are the big ones, are the two big secrets. If you're keeping secrets and and both of them are going to affect your intimacy emotionally intellectually, physically, spiritually. It, it is going to have an impact in your marriage. And for the person who's going through this, you're most likely starting to pull away. So your husband or your wife may be wanting to have sex, but you're thinking in your mind there's something better over there, and you're pulling away. They realize it. They recognize it. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are, who are hiding pornography, uh, that is huge. You need to come out and you need to let your spouse know what's going on. You know, for those of you who are holding alcohol, keeping that as a secret, you know, drug usage, it, these are big things that are detrimental to your marriage. The, the one thing I do want to say is that none of these are insurmountable. Not at all. I I had... um Coffee well, with last the power week. of Christ, man. Well, and it, I had, I had coffee last week with a girlfriend who, um, they have infidelity in their 
marital past. And she said, you know, the one thing that somebody said to me was that marriages survive infidelity. And she said that when this other person had said this to her, it was the first time that she thought about surviving Mm -hmm. instead of walking out the door. Right. And I think that's, I think that's a really important decision that you have to make and that your spouse will have to make in terms of whatever your secrets are. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, I mean, we could talk about everything about hiding an extra $50 <laughs> that you've spent to infidelity, to drug use. I mean, there, secrets is a very large um, term and there are a lot of things that are in there. But, but each one is, if you, the way I look at it, if you have a brick wall, every secret, no matter if it's big mm-hmm. or small, is taking a brick out of that wall. Absolutely. And, and it's taking it out of the bottom. It's not taking it out of the top. It's taking it out of the bottom, which is where your foundation is. So $50, you still take a brick out. And see, and I actually another, see it as building up, a, it's building up the wall. It's putting space between you and your spouse. Okay. You can look at it either way. Okay. But uh, you know it, what I'm saying is that it's still it's 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 breaking down that foundation you have, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's gonna topple over. Yeah, I mean it's and it, it it's a choice. You can make a choice. You know, and I told Tony because we were talking about the fact that we've gotten all these very in depth emails this week, and you know, part of it I really think is because it's the holiday season and there is a lot going on. Mm-hmm. In terms of, you know, you're doing stuff with your families. And so they throw all kinds of um, complications into relationships. Right. And, you know, it's a time of year when things kind of come to a head. It's a very emotional time of year. Um, but this is also a time of year where a lot of healing can come. Right. And you can make the decision today when you're listening to this podcast, if there are secrets that you need to get off your chest with your spouse then you set up one of those times to talk and say, you know, I need, I need to set up, I need to set up a time with you. I need to talk to you about some things. Right. You know, why start 2011 with baggage from 2010? There's no need. Yeah. There's no need. You, you guys have been listening to us. Some of you for almost a year now. Thank you. I can't even believe I'm saying almost a year. Um, why not if there are those secrets why not choose to let the healing begin to come clean to know that if you are both willing to make the effort your marriage will survive whatever your secret is but you've got to come clean at some point in time seek help you can't you can't keep holding on to the secret and expecting your marriage to move forward because it's not going to grow like tony said it's not going to grow with the foundation it needs to have if you've got you know, one hand pulling out those bricks with all your secrets. Mm-hmm. So you need to make a choice. You know, we talk about this almost every week about everything that you do in marriage is a choice. And are you going to decide now to unload yourself of those secrets in a healthy, loving way with your spouse to say, you know what I need to, I, I want us to grow together, but I need to tell you what's been going on with me. Mm-hmm whether it's money, whether it's addiction, whether it's Facebook ex-friend, you know, ex-boyfriends and girlfriends on Facebook, you know, or somebody that you met at the office, you know, I, I'm not saying purposely go out and hurt your spouse, but if you want your marriage to grow, you got to get rid of these secrets. You, you can't do it. Yeah. It, 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 it's so true. That's, that's a thing that we hear a lot from folks too. It's, you know, I want this wonderful marriage like you guys have, but nobody's willing to make a change. You guys are so staunch in where you are that it's either your way or the highway. And when we talk about these secrets, you got to be willing for some change and for some hurt that you're going to have to work through together. Mm-hmm. And we don't sit here on some high, you know, chair going, Hey, this is what it is. And we're so perfect. No, we've been there. We we've gone through tough times of having to, to share the, our inner depths of our souls with each other and have come out on the other end to share with you going, you can do it. 
Is it hard? Yes. Does it hurt? Yes. But like we talked about before about the arguments, the rule is you're not walking out and we're not talking about divorce. Mm -hmm. And so we know that we're in this together. Now, if you're in a relationship where that is the D word, as we love to call it, is thrown around like it's like it means nothing at this point in time, then you need to seek help. And for those of you that are that are really looking at what you have, you may need to seek a third party to be in between you guys Mm -hmm. when you discuss this. Because it's not going to be good if it's just you two screaming at each other. That's not what we want here. We want we want the process to be that you're able to talk about it. It is now in the light of God. He can start the healing process and you can work through it. So if you're in this place and you're going, wow, Tony, Lisa, this, this is big. This is hitting me hard. I need to do this. But if I do... It could be the walkout or the divorce. Then maybe you need to seek somebody, men, men, women, women, that you can talk to that can help you through this. And then again, bring it up to your spouse in a timely way where you are going to let her know what's going on. And then if you need that third party in there as well, while you're doing this, then so be it. And what he meant by men, men, women, women, is that you seek guidance and counsel from people of the same sex so that you don't, um, so that you don't in a vulnerable position, put yourself in a situation where you're confiding in a member or to a member of the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, it just has the potential for taking you further away from, from your goal. And we've all heard it. We all know it. So don't, don't put yourself there. Just don't. I mean, don't do it. It's as simple as that. It, it's a choice. Yes, it is. So it's a choice. I know this is a, this is a hefty one here in the holiday season, but you know, sometimes it needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it needs to be heard because with the holidays upon us and the stresses and the the added things that are going on in our lives during this time of year. Maybe you just really need to think about what you're holding back from your spouse and how you want to start 2011 because we want you to have extraordinary marriages. You guys, we do. We want you to see and feel the, the excitement, the, the wonder that is a marriage that has gone through crap. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always rosy. It's not always perfect. At least and I can tell you this week wasn't, the, it wasn't the best for us. Long nights, you know, not sleeping well, but we still get up every morning and just go, Hey, I love you. Yeah. So during this time of year, we're going to just ask you that you think about this, mm-hmm. give it up, give it up to God, make those changes, make those choices. Um, just a couple of things right before we wrap yeah. up. Um, one, we're still the top 10 marriage blogs. Oh yeah. It's that competition is still going on. Yeah. Please vote um, for us. So please vote. We will have the link in the show notes. Sure thing. Okay. Um, we still have a few copies left of the book. Yes. Yes. Blow out. Gets, gets those books for 10 bucks each. And then, um, if you're like me, you're doing your last minute Christmas shopping and you might be shopping online through amazon.com. If you are, would love to have you support One Extraordinary Marriage by going through the Amazon link on our website um, under our resources tab. That just allows us to have, um, was it a commission? Yeah, we get it. It's, we, an, it's, it's an, an affiliate, affiliate link. link. Um, it, it's your way to just go, hey, we love what Tony and Elisa are doing and you're buying anyway, so we appreciate the the commission that we get for sending you over to Amazon. Yeah. It so. keeps the lights on. It keeps us paying the bills. <laughs> keeps you hearing us every week. Yeah. Um, so those are just a couple of things that you'll hear us mention just over the next couple of weeks. Um, I think, is this the last week for the what? marriage blog contest? When does it end? The 14th? I think so. So, so this, you'll hear one more. You'll hear us talk about it one more time next week if you listen on Tuesday. 
Yeah. Cause we'll give it one last final plug, but we appreciate all of you that have voted. I know a lot of you have put up on the Facebook page that you've voted and we thank you very much. Um, just go ahead. You can play the no. music. Have a great week. You guys, we love you. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the one extraordinary marriage podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, The One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.